Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Build Muscle and Burn Fat podcast. Now, I am going to share a story from one of the people who have joined our free Facebook group. Might I add, if you want to have a conversation, if you want to learn more, have a community to be able to share, you should join that free Facebook group because now you get answers like this for yourself. Anyway, I'm gonna call this person Jay because Jay here actually joined our free Facebook group and had a good chat with her. Uh, she shared her story of what she wants to achieve and on one of the threads where I've asked people, what would you like to know more about? I'll make a podcast about it. She gave me this. So basically Jay has been going to the gym just started off basically, and has wanted to make a better start for her health and her body. She has obviously some goals as well, which I'll go through. And I messaged her and I said, hey look, can you tell me a little more about yourself? And I'm gonna go in more detail about what you can do in the gym to get yourself started because Jay here wanted to learn more, but wasn't sure where to go with this. So I feel like this is gonna be really useful because especially if you happen to be roughly Sorry about that. So I think this is gonna be especially useful if you happen to be the same age or same story as Jay over here. Um, being a new person who wants to body recomp essentially, we'll go into it in more depth. I'll stop delaying now. So I asked her, hey, can you tell me more about yourself? So she's answered, I've just turned 29. I'm currently at 1,600 calories and I've trained for maybe seven weeks consistently. At this point in time, uh, mostly doing a lot of exercises around a treadmill and some leg press, have started practicing, I love the word practice, um, RDLs, squats and glute bridges on the Smith machine, and then using ankle straps to do kickbacks on the functional exercises as well, or the functional trainer. Started doing some dumbbells, haven't gone heavier yet because I wanna get correct form, which is really good to hear. Uh, we're currently going three times a week and two times a week to get an extra steps on the treadmill. So that's about five times so far. Currently about five foot six and a half inches. So American and also weigh about 10 stone, which I actually don't know what 10 stone is. So let me find out what that is right now. I should have done this off screen. So 10 stone in kg. This is about 65 kilos, so pretty standard heights and weights as well. The goal here is to lose some fat and tone, uh, not exactly overweight, but just a bit jiggly. She's also a mum of two. The main goal is glute growth because the butt is flat and naturally smaller waist and hips, growing the glutes with even the figure out. So first, let's talk about where we should go with training. Jay here actually brought up a really good point that she wanted to work and practice technique. Now, no matter what stages you are, even at intermediate to advanced, your first four weeks generally is about trying to get proficiency in the movement. Now for beginners especially, but maybe this could be the first 12 weeks where you're focusing on doing the same movements and getting better and better at them as weeks go by. So you could be doing RDLs from week one all the way through to week 12, and they will start to feel different. Your body will start to recognize those positions and you actually feel the mind-muscle connection. And for those of you who don't know what mind-muscle connection is, it's when your mind 
connects to your muscles. But without more of a shit explanation, it's when you actually feel the muscles work in each of the movements and they start to get recognized as well. Now over this time, you're going to feel that you get more flexible, especially with exercises like RDLs. You start to feel more growth. You start to feel the actual muscle work as well. And then even saying that, you start to feel more confident with being able to push yourself. Because if I told a beginner to go, oh, go straight to two reps in reserve, or until you feel like you have two more reps left, that's not very good information for that person to work with. Although it's a really good prescription, and I still give it, for the beginner, they just don't have enough past experience to be able to find what this is. So that's what you're kind of doing in the first 12 weeks. Now in terms of exercises, I highly recommend, especially for someone who has three days per week, to not do any half body splits. So don't try and do um, any full body, sorry, try not to do any half body slips like upper body only, then lower body only. I actually recommend for people who are in this beginner stage to go with full body exercises. Now the full body exercise workouts are gonna be more useful because your body isn't able to be able to push itself to its maximum yet. So your recovery is not as required or more, not required as much, so to speak. So the reason why people do upper body, lower body, or single body splits is so that they can hit it as hard as possible and let it rest for as long as possible. Now, when you're a beginner, you're not gonna be able to push yourself to that failure as easily. So full body splits are gonna be more useful for you. Now, if I could prioritize any movements for a beginner, especially if you're still looking to do um, growth, it's still to focus on compound-based movements. So those movements would be some sort of squat motion. So I do like barbell back squats if you can handle it. If not, a box squat, a Smith machine hack squat, those are absolutely fine, or even the hack squat machine itself. Now, I would supplement it with at least one more exercise. So after that, I would do some sort of leg-based exercise like a goblet squat or a leg press. And even though the leg press is not quite a squat motion, it does at least work the legs extensively for you to grow and build more strength. And then when you do go into a goblet squat, that's gonna help you out too. The next exercise I would highly recommend is definitely some sort of hip hinge based moment, movement. So this is definitely gonna be something like a dumbbell RDLs. And dumbbells, you don't need to progress it to barbells just yet unless you feel like you want the change of feel, but stay with one of them for at least the eight to 12 week mark so you can feel the actual proficiency of this movement. You feel better with it, my muscle connection, your technique gets better too, and I highly recommend that you keep filming this as well. Now on top of that, we like to add at least one more sub sort of hamstring-based movement. I highly recommend either one of these, the seated hamstring curl, or the lying hamstring curl. Take these ones to a little bit more of a failure because they're machine-based movements, but they also reverse the way that you activate those hamstrings or a little bit underneath that butt, so to speak, uh, because now with the RDLs, you start from the top, which is going to put the muscle in stretch. Whereas when you do a seated hamstring curl or a lying hamstring curl, you start from stretch and then you're curling it in to actually squeeze the muscle. So it's slightly different in terms of muscle activation. Highly recommend it, but that you do both of them either way. So we've got the two lower body base movements out of the way. 
let's start working with some of the back exercises because this actually helps the ladies get a slimmer waist, especially when you activate those lower lats. An exercise that I highly recommend, especially if you're a beginner, because this is one of those exercises that everybody can do really well and take it to very long parts of their journey, or take a long way, should I say, and that's going to be the dumbbell row. Now, something that I did wrong when I was doing the dumbbell row, and funny enough, I only just realized it 13 years in, was actually pulling upwards towards my armpit or my ribs. Now, I wish I could demonstrate this on a podcast, but if you happen to follow me on Instagram, Jay, or anyone who's listening to this, I'll try and put more content around it on how to actually activate those lats. Um, but I always try and say, try and sweep that dumbbell towards your ribs, because when you can get that sweeping motion towards the ribs, um, you're gonna feel more of your lats, especially those lower lats as well. Going with this exercise, I would highly recommend you do some higher reps, so 10 to 12 reps, so to speak, and take it close to failure when you can or when you feel more efficient. But with this one here, you can take pretty heavy without hurting yourself, as long as you're not swinging the dumbbell in your whole body as well. If you're swinging the dumbbell, like I mentioned before, then squeezing the lats, it's fine, as long as you have good control. Just no jerking of the body. So once we've done that movement, I also recommend that you learn the lat pull down. Now the lat pull down, I want you to be able to do with a shoulder width grip. With the shoulder width grip, you wanna pull it to roughly around say, your collarbones. I'm pointing to my collarbones as I do this podcast, which is funny because you can't see it. But if you can pull it to roughly around your collarbones, elbows down, pointing towards the floor with a slight lean back, you're gonna be able to feel those lower lats a lot more. I like doing this one here for 10 to 12 reps as well. And once again, this one here, because it's a little safer, you can take to as heavy as possible as long as you have good technique as well. Now these two exercises, the dumbbell row and the lat pull down, are addressing different parts of your back muscles because you're pulling one from overhead to your chest and the other one you're pulling from away from you towards your chest. But they are gonna be really efficient and you could probably get really far with these two exercises. Now I know you said that glute growth is obviously your focus and you wanna get more of that taper, but I still recommend that you do some pushing based exercises. And for females, I generally go, hey look, if you can get push-ups, you're doing really well. So to be able to get push-ups, and if you can't do them on your toes, just don't refrain to doing them on your knees. I honestly believe that they are rubbish. Um, they don't have much carryover unless they're kind of like your last resort. If there's a way that you want to be able to do push-ups is doing it on the Smith machine or even on a squat rack. And you want that bar to touch the middle of your chest. So we call these incline push-ups because now you can keep onto your toes. And this is why I like this exercise so much more when you can keep to your toes, keep those knees straight, keep that bum straight, and push all the way down, or should I say, put your chest towards the bar and push, you get to feel the squeeze of your chest, as well as start to get the activation of your core as if you're doing a full push-up. Now, how do you find the right depth? It's experimentation. If you get too low and you can only do two or three, make it a little bit higher so you can get somewhere between six to 10. 
But once you hit that six to 10 and it's getting pretty easy, bring it back down and decrease where you put the hooks of the bar so that you can get lower and lower. And eventually when you get to the bottom position and you can do quite a few reps, you'll build the confidence to do at least one toe push-up. And the best part about this is when you get one toe push-up, you just gotta keep repeating one, rest for one or two minutes, get another one, rest one or two minutes, and it just builds so much momentum to as you get more push-ups in the future. So start with those inclines first. Trust me, they do a lot of good for ladies, especially when it comes to those arms. You know, you want those arms to be toned and sculpted as well. Um, it's gonna help a lot with the core muscles as well because now you're active in your core with a full stretch from incline all the way down towards the floor. All right, so we've addressed quite a few exercises here. Now I'm gonna add some bonus exercises to help you out. So I still recommend that you do the push-up, the lat pull-down, the dumbbell row, some sort of squat motion. So that's hack squat, leg press, or a um, barbell back squat if you wanna learn that. You're learning some sort of RDL motion and add that into your program. You've also added some sort of supplementary based movement for your squats and your thighs. So that could be uh, a goblet squat. And on top of that, I'd also add walking lunges. Working that balance, you can do this with no weight and hands on your hips if you wish to. And you can really start to target those quads and glutes. Your coordination helps with some extra flexibility as well. On top of that now, we wanna add the hamstring curls, so either seated or lying. And that's gonna really help you target those hamstrings and you have a good workout right there. Now, if you think that's a bit, you know, not enough or not specific enough, this is where now you start to target those extra movements for say, those glutes or those problem areas or target areas. A good exercise that you can use that we haven't already addressed to target those glutes, honestly, and what I recommend is gonna be the abduction machine. The seated abduction machine, or the good girl, bad girl machine, I'm not sure if you're still allowed to say that anymore, but the seated abduction machine is really good at targeting the glute medius muscles, which makes it a little bit more round around the hips, which is what most people want when you're trying to target glutes. Now there's a trick to this. First of all, mind-muscle connection, like you would with all the exercises I mentioned. So put your hands kind of where the hip bone meets your leg bone and where that kind of closes in. When you do that now, we're also going to lean slightly forward. So I'm kind of thinking like I'm moving slightly forward as I am doing the hip abduction. So my back is not going to be seated um, on the machine. It's gonna be off it and leaning forward. And then from here, you're going to push those um, pads out. Now a big mistake that a lot of my clients used to do when they were pushing this pad out was pushing their knees. And of course it sounds silly, but how you think of something is also how you kind of activate a muscle. So instead of pushing those pads out with your knees, I want you to think about opening your hips where your hands are because they should be where that bone kind of meets your hip bone. And that's where that muscle is. And what you wanna do is when each time you do a rep, hold it for one to two seconds and then slowly bring it back in. This one here, you can really do for three sets or two sets and you can do it for high reps for 15 to 20 and you're gonna really feel that burn. 
The biggest part about this movement is about that mind-muscle connection as I talked about. This will help you a lot. Now, if there's one more exercise, because I do want to at least cover some sort of nutrition, if there's one more thing that I would like you to do is learning the barbell hip thrust. It's such a powerful movement and leads to so much glute activation as well as core muscles when you're doing a posture of pelvic tilt, as well as the actual hamstring development as well. Now, I recommend that you try this with a barbell with some plates first. Uh, maybe not the Smith machine because I believe the Smith machine is just a bit awkward with trying to get the right bar movement because it's not completely straight when you're trying to do a barbell hip thrust outside of the Smith machine. Don't get me wrong, I also like Smith machines, might I add. But you also want to make sure that you can try and get some of the Olympic plates if you can. If you can't, you might need to elevate them underneath small plates so that you can get into the start position nice and easily. Now you want to try and get those shoulder blades on top of some sort of bench. Uh, the bench height for me is roughly around 30 to 35 centimeters. I find it to be just perfect. Uh, anything higher than that, you tend to use too much lower back. So look out for that. Now if you can, get one of those benches that have an incline decline. You want to sit at long ways. So where you would originally put your butt when you sit down and do shoulder presses, for example, um, you want that to be pointing and you want to put that on your shoulder blades. But what the trick is, is you put that seat all the way down, kind of like on a decline, so you can rest your shoulder blades on top of it, pop your hands on the bar and hip thrust until your glutes burn. Now, of course, if you get stuck on that, I can always put some videos on my Instagram in the future. Just send me a DM. But I'm sure there's a lot of guides out there. I'm going to make sure it's going to be an effort for me to be able to put this on Instagram in the future. So we covered quite a bit of exercises there and I would recommend you do that uh, three days a week as you have been doing, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whichever you feel more comfortable to do. Now in terms of your calories, your calories are looking like they could be your, at your maintenance, um, but because you're doing quite a bit of cardio in between, um, I don't have much information on this. Maybe you are you know, at home quite a bit, so the walking is also for you to de-stress because you've got two kids as well. Um, but you want to make sure that your body weight isn't going down too fast. Now for myself, I always recommend if you are going to be in a fat loss phase, um, we don't want to lose any more on average than half a pound, or sorry, half a kilo per week. So if you're doing this for 12 weeks, you only really want to lose roughly around six kilos. Uh, I think that's roughly around 12 to 15 pounds in um, American units. So if you find that you're losing more than that, you might not be eating enough food. This kind of goes two ways as well. I feel like a lot of people should spend more time in a maintenance phase. So Jay, if you can, try and find out how you can get into a maintenance phase with some calories. And make sure you're hitting some protein as well. So for yourself, you're probably looking at 120 grams of protein per day. And if you struggle with that, or you're not sure what that looks like, I have been using palm size measurements for people to help them understand what that looks like. So grab your hand out and you want that palm size uh, protein and palm thickness. But you can get roughly around four servings of those per day. That will help you get your 120 grams of protein per day. Um, one thing I'd say is definitely try and make sure you try and lose that weight with the most amount of calories. 
because you don't want to lose it too fast or what you end up doing is um, arranging some bad habits for you long term. We want you to keep doing this for the rest of your life, keep nice and strong for your kids of course, and also look after you because the biggest thing I've seen over the last 12 years is people burning out from excitement and they think that, you know, if I exercise three times a week, more is better. If I eat less food because I see the scales go down, I'll even eat even less food to get more results, hopefully. And that can lead down a bad path. I'm not saying this is you, but just precautionary as someone who has been a trainer for so long. Now, after those 12 weeks, um, I think you'll be set to start doing some upper body and lower body splits. I won't go through that in this podcast or I could just keep talking for almost half an hour. This one here has already gone for about 20 minutes, but I think you're gonna get really good results if you just stick with that for now. And I know you're probably thinking, oh, what about all the cable glute exercises and everything? That's okay. You can keep them in, but I would still prioritize a lot of your movements around what I just mentioned before. I can't list them now because there's so many of them. Um, but there were the core movements which I think would take you very far. So for example, those push-ups will lead you to doing barbell bench press or dumbbell chest press with a lot more confidence. The lat pull-downs will start to lead to hopefully chin-ups or inverted rows. The dumbbell row, once you nail that, the cable machine seated row is another exercise we can add in. And then eventually we start to get more and more in and build those blocks up. And it just takes one um, it just takes one step at a time because now we have a method if you can follow that. Now, that's all I've got really. For anyone else who happens to be listening to this episode, if you find this super useful because maybe you are in the same position as Jay who is starting off, wants to build the body, build the glutes, have a healthy and strong relationship with weights as well as with food, then just let me know that you've listened to this episode by screenshotting it and tagging me on Instagram. That's sean.momentum. And I believe that if you are listening to this and you are brand new and you follow that exact program for at least six weeks to 12 weeks even, if you stretch it out, you're gonna find that you're gonna make so much progress and you're gonna get so much stronger. And once you've done those movements, then you can start to experiment with everything else that's out there. That's all I've gotten for now, really. I hope this was useful to you, Jay, as well as any other person who listened to this episode. If you think there's a friend who would benefit from this, send it to them, let them know, and um, send me a message on Instagram. That's Sean, S-E-A-N dot Momentum. Um, I would love to be able to hear from anyone who's listening to this just because podcasts are something I'm enjoying. Might I add, I want to say thank you to everyone who has listened to this at the time of this recording, I have 397 listens, which is something I did not believe I could achieve in such a short period of time. Like just to say how crazy it is, I think I've got like 100 or 150 listens and downloads to in the last seven days, when usually I'd be averaging, averaging something along like 30 or 40 uh, listens per week. So we've got a big, uh, boost then. I don't know how it happened, but if you happen to be one of those people who are sharing the podcast, please DM me on Instagram. I just want to thank you for that. And if you don't want to, well, I hope you leave me a five-star or a great review 
on Apple Podcasts. That would be, will, sorry, let me say that again. That would mean the world to me because all I wanna do is have this podcast help a whole bunch of people. Uh, maybe you can't afford personal training just yet. Maybe you don't have a relationship with a coach or maybe you just wanna nail the beginnings before you start to commit money into anything. This is the podcast to listen to. Anyway, everyone, I'll leave it there. Take care, keep training, and keep building momentum.